Welcome to another episode of Conversations with Lamp. I'm your host, James Lampkin, and my guest today is a singer, songwriter, and the host of Conversations Inside the Music. Ms. Carol Reddick, thank you for joining me. Well, hello, hello, hello. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for the invitation. <laughs> it's, a, it's an honor. It is, it's funny because my wife introduced me to your music. I don't know what year it was. Um, she, she always sending me something, so. <laughs> Listen, please tell her that I said thank you. How about that? <laughs> yeah, I'll make sure. She'll, hopefully she'll listen. Sometimes she listens to my podcast. Sometimes she does. <laughs> 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 so the first, the first album came out, I think, in like, what, 2005? That's what Apple says. Actually, no, that was the, yeah, no, no, no. You're right. You're right. Moments, uh. Moments like this was 2005. How about that? Oh, yeah. I listened to both albums, but I'm gonna be honest. The the moments one is the favorite, my favorite one. You know what? I I have heard that a few times, and that's understandable. <laughs> okay, so why is that understandable? Because you wrote it, so. <laughs> yes, well, because I was in a different space, a different place. It was, and it came from a different place. So, so the first one was all me. It was no, no, no. Let me correct that when I say it came from songs that I had, um, that I started um, from ideas that I had um, that I shared. You know, that were uh eventually co-written to get the song complete. But the um, second project, I wanted to, I wanted to demonstrate versatility. So I welcomed more co-writes that the songs were um, written by other people. Mm -hmm. um, so I was trying to demonstrate just some versatility. So that, that, um, that makes sense because I was more, uh, uh, what what do you call it? My, I was more my unapologetic self in the first CD than the second. So you said you had you actually had co-writers? I did, I did, I did. Is that the only project you've done that for? Or? Um, well, those are my only two um, projects. So yes. What's it like working with a co-writer? Because I know, like, when a person has music, it's normally their vision and you know what they want to say. So the other person who's writing it has not kind of like interpret what you want to say and how you want to feel. So what's it like having a co-writer? Actually, for me, the experience has always been, um, it's always been cool for me. It's been great. And I say that because I'm a vibe person. I'm a spirit person. And it's important to me to develop some sort of a rapport with a person with whom I'm working. Um, because I feel like it makes the it makes it better for the music. It makes it better for the project, for the product itself. You get you you get the authentic individuals. I'm gonna talk about the like again, like I said, the whole project was great, but there was three songs that caught my ears, and I want to talk about those. So the first one is actually the lead track. It's called "You Better Not Hurt Me." Wow! Oh wow! Okay. That's so funny. Now you're bringing back a huge memory because that song, that song started from Angie Stone. Um, she actually, uh, when I, I brought my ideas to James Poyser, um, and he said, he calls me C-Note. He said, C-Note, listen, I got, I, I got something I want you to hear. Tell me what you think. Tell me what you think. So I listened to what she had written and she wrote the first verse and the hook and I loved it and then I just finished it. Oh, so is so that, that so that you that you wrote that song by yourself? No, no, no. Actually, that was my mistake in saying because Angie Stone first she started the song. So that was a co-write. That was that came from Angie Stone. Oh, okay. So, mm -hmm. okay. So she wrote like the first verse and then you mm -hmm. liked it and then you finished it. Yes. Yes. Oh, okay. that, that is exactly what happened. And then we were talking and I said, you know what? We need a guy on here. We need a guy just to call, you know, to blah, 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 you know, <laughs> to, 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 uh, to make it better. I said, is, wait, is Tariq around? Is he around? <laughs> <laughs> because at that time, the roots were right next to Axis. The the both the uh, both studios were right next. To, there, there was a door separating both studios, and he just so happened to be in. They were in there working, so he popped in and did that real quick. 
<laughs> oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. But he was on the other song. I thought he was on. Uh, he was on. Um, no, was it was it to talk about it? No, was it on? You better not hurt me. I'd look at me. No, up he was. He was. Uh, it's funny because the track listing. I see why you did it because the song he was on was on the second one. Look at me. I'm all mixed up. I don't know my Hey, look, track. that was 15 years ago. It's you only... ain't never lied. I can't remember <laughs> last week. Hey, wait, it's wait. Only, it's only fresh because I listened to it the last couple of days. Oh, I am so confused. That is so crazy. I should have listened to my own project. Uh, hold on. You better not hurt me. I did write. No, Angie wrote the one that, Tar that Tariq is on. Oh, she, you know what's funny? She, it kind of, now that you say that, it kind of sounds like her style. I sound crazy. I sound sitting here. I was like, wait. <laughs> That's oh, look, so it's, funny. Like I said, it's cool. It's, it's so funny. <laughs> I look, I, I'm, I'm, I'm happy that you didn't make me prep and all that stuff. So I was like, you know what? <laughs> we, we could just go with it. I only, yeah. the only reason I, the only reason I bought out the track listen is because somebody's gonna go back and listen to the song. Well, so, praise God. Praise God. I appreciate that. I, sure I mean, do. look, let, let's just be honest. They're going to listen to the podcast. They're going to go back and listen to the song, and they're going to be waiting to hear him speak, and it's going to be like, wait, like, wait, wait, wait. He, where was he? Well, he ain't right. in there, right? No, you're right. You're right. So I appreciate you for correcting me on that, and I should know. I should know better. <laughs> look, you, you've done a lot of great work, and it's been 15 years. Like I said, I went, Thank you. I went and listened to it. I listened to it today and yesterday, so that's why it's fresh on my mind. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> no, really, thank you. That means a lot. Is it, was it a hard song to write? No. <laughs> As a human being, and you know, you go through life. You you go through ups and downs. No, 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 no. It wasn't a it wasn't a hard song to write. But you know, for me, I'm such a um I'm I'm one of those creatives that relives the moment every time I sing it or think it or what have you. So um every time I, I sing these songs, I relive a moment. <laughs> what what moment did you have to relive with that song? A bad relationship. Oh. A very bad relationship. But I sometimes write um sometimes the stories I write are not my own. Sometimes um, they're from, you know, experiences of close friends or family members that they've shared with me. But I'm, I always say, I promise you, I think I'm an empath sometimes <laughs> at the risk of sounding crazy, because you could tell me something and I will feel so deeply what you're saying to me as if it's my own experience. And um, that was, that was how that came about. Do you ever do you ever tell people like if you if you heard this situation and you say you know what I'm gonna write a song about it? Do you ever tell them that this situation inspired that song? No, I never have. Why not? I, they should get songwriters credit. They should. <laughs> <laughs> they should. You are so right. They should. They should. I don't even look at you checking me. Uh oh. <laughs> And then you followed that song up with another song. It was called Better Me. Oh, <laughs> so I call a better me my own personal testimony. Um, so a better me came from an experience of mine. I was, I was talking about somebody um, in a negative way. And my spirit was so vexed after um that happened because i had planted a negative seed and i i didn't like the way it felt i didn't i didn't like the way i felt and i didn't like what i had done because i i cast the, i was speaking with um <clears throat> with someone and this person did not know the person uh of whom you know i was sharing the story and and casting this negative light upon and um, because of that, I felt like I had just, you know, I just tainted what, what would have been that person's initial experience with that other individual. And that didn't feel good at all. I, I was in, I was embarrassed. Mm. And so I, uh, that was just a moment of me checking myself when I wrote a better me, because I, I, that's not who I am and that's not who I want to be. And it's, it's certainly not who I was raised to be. Once the song was released, did you actually feel better that you got got that out 
Uh, oh, absolutely. But I went to um, the person, not the person um, that I talked about, but the person that I actually planted the seed with. I went to that person and, and I needed to have a conversation about that. Okay. And then it was one of the last songs, um, Believe in Me. Oh, my Lord. I when I mean I can I remember when that song came to me I was at home and so what happened was we were working on the project and James was he was so busy at the time he was he was doing so much and he said he said see note we have to you know put a halt to um, recording and I don't know when we'll be able to start again and on this particular day I think two or three weeks had gone by since the last time we recorded and I was at home. I was doing laundry and I had my little mint julep mask on my face. <laughs> and I, my little, I had my little green mask on and I just started crying. I just, I just started crying and, you know, and, and praying. Like I, I was just talking to God, like I just, I just, <laughs> just talking, you know, and, and that was what came from that. God said, you know, just be still, just relax, you know, just be patient and, and appreciate the still. And from that, that was from where that came. You mentioned that that time period was like that while you wasn't in a good space, but we we I've I've said and like you said the other people have said that was probably your best work. So how does it make you feel that it took like it took you being in like a bad space to create your best work? I think that's a wonderful thing. I think because it was therapy for me. Um but that, that that's actually it doesn't it doesn't bother me because that, that means to me that you know, it's serving its purpose. I'm not the only one that's feeling it. it. It was therapy for me, but that means that other people are feeling it as well and can relate. So, and that's what we want, you know, as a creative, we want someone else to, re be, to be able to relate to it. When you recorded the second album, what, what kind of space was you in? Oh, I was happy. I was so like, <laughs> I was up, I was happy. I was, <laughs> and that, and it was crazy because, <laughs> so it, it's so funny how life is because when I recorded that project, I was so, I was in such an up space emotionally, mentally, you know, everything was good. And then everything crashed right after, uh, right after I finished the project. Oh, oh, wow. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you never, but you never did a. Was there a reason you never followed up after that album? I had such it was such a crazy experience for me when I released that project. Like I said, life turned upside down completely, and I needed to regroup, and um, I needed to do some healing. Okay. Mm. Do you do you ever anticipate getting back in the studio or? I do. I do anticipate it. And would you, it's interesting you would ask me that because it wasn't until the more recent past that I actually felt like recording another project of my own. I've, I've you know, I enjoy features and doing um, and supporting like my, my friends in the industry. I enjoy that so much, but it wasn't, it really, really, really wasn't until the more recent past when I, I felt like doing my own project again. We mentioned that you actually are a songwriter and people you've had um, co-writers. Do you actually co-write or actually write songs for others? I do. I do. I, um, again, I had not, I haven't been as active in the past few years. But like, so what happened, I lost both of my parents. Uh, I lost my father in 2014 and then lost my mother in 2018. Oh, I'm sorry and to hear that. Thank you. And for those who are who are animal lovers, I had a fur baby of 14 years and I lost him in between losing my parents. So I I was just lost. You know, it was it's just it was just me and my parents and my fur baby and then I, I lost all of them. So mm. I I um and I was I was a caregiver to both my parents, both of my parents. So um 
I just wasn't in, you know, I couldn't get myself together to, 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 to share my pain, number one, or to work through it and record a project because it was just all too painful. So um, I wasn't writing as much. I wasn't writing, really. I wasn't writing. Uh, I did small projects. Uh, well, actually, one of the one of the projects I did was with um, Jazzy Jeff and Jeff Bradshaw. We wrote, we did the um, the theme song for the Quiet Storm for Adimu for WDAS FM. That's in Philly. Yes. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. I meant to say that. I meant to say that. I should have said that. <laughs> so for <laughs> one of our local radio stations, one hundred five point three um, WDAS FM. Um, we had a, a, a one of our beloved Tony Brown. Um, he had he was the host of the Quiet Storm. It comes on at seven p.m. during weekdays, and he had uh, had fallen ill. And in his you know in the time where he was uh, he had gone to to um, recover, it was uh, decided by the station to have someone come in. Um, in the interim, and we did the the theme song for the new Quiet Storm show. That was uh, that was that was you know that was actually the start of me getting back into everything. That was also oh, that was like the launching point for you to actually you know after your parents' death. That was like the launching point for you to kind of make a comeback. It was. I'm sure your parents would be. I'm sure your parents would be happy. Like that you picked up because I'm sure they know how passionate and how much you love your music. So I'm sure they would be glad that she was able to restart. I believe so. I do. Because they were both such huge supporters. They came to everything that they could. So they, they were both huge supporters. I'm, I'm sure they would be happy to know that. I don't doubt that they do know. <laughs> Cause I promise you my mother's in my ear. <laughs> Oh yeah, they. You know, I, I lost my I lost my father, and you know, it's you know they they never go anywhere. You know, it's those, it's those memories and those moments that you hold on to. So it is. I totally it truly understand is. what you're Now, being from Philly, you know, how would you? Philly is known for having a lot of great musicians. Like over the years, um, it's one of the best music scenes in the country. But how would you personally describe the music scene in Philly? Oh, I like to consider it an eclectic mix because we have a little bit of everything in Philly. I feel like at one point in time, um, we we had um, we were heavy in in R and B and classic soul, and now I feel like in in today's you know market, um, Philly is like a. a like a patchwork quilt, I will say, with with different patches, <clears throat> but strong patches. We we've got some really, really, we've got some really cool pockets in Philly. How did it influence you personally? Like, who were your biggest influences? Um, you know, and this is going to sound so cliche, but. Uh, Gamble and Huff, Phyllis Hyman, from if you're talking locally, oh, absolutely. Gamble Enough and, and Phyllis Hyman. The Gamble Enough because of their songwriting and the stories that they told. I mean, they, you felt their stories. I don't care who <laughs> sang the song. I don't care who sang the song. You, you felt the story, you know, almost as if you had lived it yourself. And with Phyllis, oh, oh my. She, I don't care what she sang. It just sounded, it just sounded so heavenly, you know, that, yeah. that tone, that richness and, oh, and, and her personality. She just had so much, she was such an, um, an animated, you know, individual when she sang, she was so like confident, so strong. So, you know, you looked at Phyllis and you just thought I am woman, you know, she, when she sang and I yeah. loved that. I loved that. It was, But you know, the thing that was so so um i can't even explain it with phyllis hyman like she has one of the most beautiful voices you ever hear but Mm -hmm. she was going through so much pain Mm -hmm. which eventually end up overtaking her but that's just like the the craziest thing like just how beautiful her voice was like her presence everything but she was just going through so much 
But you, you know, and I agree wholeheartedly. I saw her actually shortly before she received her wings, and um, I will, I will never forget that. I saw her at the Apollo in New York. It, she and the Whispers were there, were, were there that night, and she was in a, she was in a good space. She was happy, and and you know, we were <clears throat> chit chatting, and she, <laughs> B. Smith had sent her a plate. <laughs> and mm. I said, I've never seen not one other person. Well, at that point, I had not, but I did later later years. But at that point, I said, I have never seen a vocalist eat a full plate of food and go out and t- <laughs> she, when I tell you, Phyllis ate that macaroni and cheese. She ate that. I said, and I was watching in awe because she was laying on the sofa and she had this huge plate that B. Smith sent to her. And she went out there and killed. She how does she do that? I was like, how does she do that? But uh, I, I do miss Phyllis. I do miss her. Is it is it common? Like, to, is it like a like a um, things performers do before you know before they go on stage? Like, because you mentioned you never seen someone eat. So, is it common not to eat? Well, I don't. I know. I know. <laughs> other, I know of other vocalists who don't as well because you. Listen, okay, so the understanding that I have is that we are all vessels, okay, so I'm, I, but I need to take care of this vessel to allow for what God needs to happen to do yeah. so, so if I have a full plate of food, uh-uh, uh-uh, negative, you will hear, every, <laughs> you will hear every bit of whatever it is that I ate, and I, I know a few other vocalists who, who uh, feel the same way, I like for, as I call it, I like for my pipes to be clean, you know, because you, you, you create challenges for yourself, well, let me, let me speak about me, I have created challenges for myself when I've eaten um, before a performance. So I have not done that in years. I don't do it. Uh, if I, if I have anything that it would be like a vegetable, something with no oil, no cheese, no, no, like no, cream, oh, nothing. something pretty light, something light with practically nothing on it. <laughs> so just so that I don't create any, any unnecessary challenges. You, I, I've, I've heard you mention, cause you, I've listened to your podcast and we're going to get it more to it in a minute, but okay. you had a great episode with a gentleman named, I hope I pronounce it right, Gerald Veasley. Is yes. that how you pronounce it? Yeah. That was, that was a great, great podcast. I think anybody who loves music, like has a genuine love for music should listen to that podcast. I thought it was an excellent episode. Thank you. Thank you so much. He, he is such an amazing human being. I mean, as a human being and as as an instrumentalist, as a musician, he is such, I call him an alien. (laughs) (laughs) I think he's an alien. (laughs) And you, you two were, he, you, it was great that you were asking him the questions, but for this purpose of my podcast, I wanted to get your perspective on it. You were talking about music as a way to show your gifts. And I wanted you to elaborate more on that. Oh, absolutely. Because I believe we are all given a gift and, you know, music, we're all, some are given multiple. Most people have multiple gifts. And I believe that, you know, we, we can sometimes take them for granted. We take our gifts for granted and, excuse me. And, and I think it's so like, like when I when I talk about when people ask me my opinion about performing as well, I say you know because it's a gift. I feel so good when I get to receive from it as well. You know, it's not coming from me. I'm I am the vessel. I am merely the vessel. That's all that I am, and God is using me to tell his to tell the story, to share the spirit, or what, whatever His purpose may be in that moment. But I also I get ministered to as well. And, and that's the beauty in it, that, you know, your own gift ministers to you because it doesn't come from you. You're just being used in that moment. Definitely. And then you talked about why you're on that stage, performers, they, they usually get so wrapped up in their music, they'll actually transport into another place. So I wanted you to describe what that feeling is like. It, oh, I don't even know how. It is so euphoric for me 
it's like <laughs> if it's like the sweetest feeling it's like I don't even know how to describe it. It's like the, it, it is the perfect storm when you are on a stage with like-minded individuals or when your spirits are locked in that moment, when everybody is um, vibing and is being moved by each other's gifts, the feeling is incomparable to anything I tell you because you, 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 you have no control in that moment. And, but that's the beauty in it. You, the beauty in it is that you don't, none of us at that time, at that moment, when we all allow ourselves to be open and allow our gifts to do what they do, um, none of us have control in that moment. And that, it actually feels so good. As a human being, I know we like to control things, but in that moment, it just feels so good. <laughs> I'm sure a, a brother like me can't sing, so <laughs> <laughs> Earthly <laughs> idea what's going to that's going to be like you you you've been all around the world you've performed so many places do you have a favorite city and a favorite venue you like to perform at oh my god well actually i i do i have a few i i um i love uh amsterdam well, how about this? Okay, NJ Pack in New Jersey, <laughs> just um, um, Amsterdam. Uh, I cannot remember the name of the venue right now. It's it's a, it's a, leaving me. Um, and in um, and uh, London, in London, and in Shepherd's Bush. Um, and, oh, and uh, Paris. I love the Elysee Montmartre. Um, the, that does I, sound I, like a great place. <laughs> <laughs> well, I I love France, though. I can. I could probably live there. <laughs> really? Yes. I love, love, love France. I I love, I would either live in Paris or Belgium. Either one of the two. What's it like performing in a foreign country? Because they don't, they don't speak English, right? Or Well, it doesn't even matter. And that's, you know, what's so funny. So I, I sang um, with, um, Les Nubian. I'm not sure if you're familiar, but I sang background for them. I've heard. And, I've heard. Okay. And they, their songs are in French, Portuguese. Um, uh, there are three, three or four languages that their, their music is in. And um, I had to, of course, have what I was singing translated before I decided to actually do the gig. <laughs> it's like, wait, what are we, what are we saying? What are we talking about? <laughs> but, um, but it didn't matter. It didn't the same as it. It doesn't matter, you know, for us when we, when we heard Makeda, when we heard their song Makeda, we didn't know if it was a name, if it was a, an object, or what. We just liked the music because it that that's what spoke to us, um, and the same. The, the, I always say when people say music is a universal language, it really, really, really is because it speaks to your spirit. If it moves you, you don't just, half of us don't know what we're saying half of the time. We don't know, we don't know what's going on, you know, but it feels so good that you, <laughs> you, you wound up asking later, wait, what did, what, what did we say right there? What, what, what did I say? Who would she say? <laughs> yeah. You know, you had that moment where you heard a song where you were just so into it, like, yo, this right here, you know, <laughs> you know? and then you, and then somebody says, what do they say at that part? Oh, I, who, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm getting better. Like I, I tell my friends all the time, I used to be like heavy in the production. Like the, if the beat was good, then I was all is. But now probably because I'm getting older, I'm, mm -hmm. I'm listening more to what people saying. <laughs> especially especially like so okay so let me let me explain it this way i care more with um like neo soul and rb singers saying if that makes sense because mm -hmm. i know i know some substance there whereas i listen to i listen to rap i like rap but i kind of know they're gonna be saying the same yeah. <laughs> you, know, you know what you know what's so funny because i love hip-hop i love rap and hip-hop but i don't want to know what they're saying because i'm nine times out of ten i'm sure i'm not <laughs> going to agree with it i'm not going to agree with it at all 
I know. I've been, I've had that moment where you listen, you actually listen to what they say, and it just make you don't want to listen to the song. Yeah, at like, no, all. I, I don't want to like this. I don't want to like this. You know. So but yeah. You can't help it. <laughs> you, I, that's what I'm saying. You know, when the music gets you, you know. I remember being, being on stages in other countries, and people were singing along, and you know, and you know, it, it wasn't their native tongue, but the music felt so good. To, that's that right there. That that is euphoric. That that feeling right there is like no other. Do you prefer like bigger venues, smaller venues? I prefer. I love all venues. Let me just be clear. <laughs> but <laughs> but especially right now since I can't get in one. Oh god. But but I I actually I prefer the smaller venues. I love the intimacy. You know I love being able to walk into the audience and. And just be close and you know i love that is there a perfect number you like with regard to capacity yeah no actually no i i will t- oh you know what oh uh, where there was a venue in phoenix arizona i do not remember the name of the venue but there was, the stage was in the round but the seating um the seats were so close. It was an it was a, a nice intimate venue, but it it was like the perfect venue to me because although the stage was in the round, it was close to the floor, mm-hmm. so you could go in any direction and just be close to to the audience, and it, it was it was awesome. It was awesome. I will say from a from a fan a fan standpoint. The intimate video, of course, is much better. I'll say, I'll, I'll give you an example. Um, me and my wife, we went to, um, what's the place? We went to, uh, we went to Blues Alley. So that's in D.C. Yes. Oh, you've been in? I've, I've performed there a few times. Yes, I love so, Blues Alley. I love Blues, <laughs> I love the venue, right? But mm-hmm. I'm a big guy, my shoulder's wide. And that place is tight. It is. It <laughs> is very tight. <laughs> well, I like it a little bigger than just a, I love the intimacy of Blues Alley. I love, love that. But just a tad bit bigger, <laughs> just a little bigger. <laughs> I, I think the perfect venue that I've been to is um, City Winery. Oh, hands down. Oh, yeah. yeah. Have you performed there? I have. Which I one? Have. The one in DC, the one yeah. in Philly. Yeah, yeah. Oh my goodness. Cause it's so. it's like it's a it's it's a it's space. Like you can move around, but it's small. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. It's, it's really small. It's like it's a perfect venue. It's like it's the state, like they're right in front of you. You can see them, you can see the performer very well. It the sound is really good. Mm-hmm. I went to see, um, I've only been there, me and my wife went once, and we went to see Kanye Dawes. Oh, was, I love Kanye! Yeah, oh, she's God. like my, my wife thinks I'm, I'm crazy, but she's like <laughs> my favorite singer. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, Kanye, listen, Kanye is the truth. Oh, yeah, look. You, oh, yeah, oh, Kanye like, is I'm the right. truth. She, she signed, she signed my, I went, we went, she stayed afterwards, she signed my CD, I took a picture. So I was happy. The, the and she's such a beautiful spirit. She yeah, said, oh. She was real nice. And then, of course, my my favorite is Jill Scott. She's my... <laughs> <laughs> that's, the, that's my... That's the only celebrity crush I'm allowed to have. Oh, <laughs> that is so funny. Well, at least... No, at least you're allowed to have a celebrity crush. I that's mean, the only know, some, one. Listen, one. hey, but some people aren't allowed to have any, so, you know... <laughs> That's because I think my, my wife only allows it because they kind of, they favor each other. So <laughs> it's kind of like, all right, well, she's not too far off the path. So, but that I saw her, fun. she's somebody that I wanted to see in a, um, in a smaller venue. She does like, oh yeah, she's done, um, I, cause I've seen her about three times. I saw her at the Lyric, that's in Baltimore. Um, I saw it, the lyric. I saw her at this um, Merryweather. That's in Maryland. Oh yeah, Merryweather like, oh, Pavilion. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, yeah, you're from Philly, so you you probably yeah. know all these. Places. I performed there too. Yeah. At the Merryweather. Mm-hmm. How'd you like it? 
liked it. It was pretty cool. I liked it. But see, I love, I, let me tell you something. I feel like everybody in the DMV is family. So whenever I do, whenever I have a performance anywhere in the DMV, it's like everybody, you know, they show love. They come out. So it, 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 it just feels so good. Yeah, I like the Murray weather is nice. I mean, you you know it's hit or miss because the weather could be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, well, things off, but. I was there twice, I think it was, and and fortunately, by the grace of God, we had good weather days. The second time, I the, the last time I should say, which was the second time, uh, we we had a threat of rain, but it didn't come. So. I yeah, that. it's yeah, it's, <laughs> it's it's hit or miss, but. She she's in a she's uh she's an amazing performer. Like, oh yeah, I, I love seeing her live. I've I've she's she's the only person I've seen three times, and if I get an opportunity, I'm gonna see her four. So. I, I know that's right. I know that's right. As you should. <laughs> but you know what? I said because I think the best performers are people who are their genuine selves, where there's there are no smoke and mirrors. They just do what they do. They just, you know, they are themselves. And I think that's what, because I, I feel that that is what translates the best and the most, you know, so it, you, you always want to see genuine. You want to, you want to feel genuine, you know, you don't, you don't want, she everybody did, loves real. Yeah. She did something. I was kind of upset because me and my wife, that we were at the Merryweather. Okay. <laughs> so we thought the show was over. Um, I want to say it was, I think, the, I believe the Go-Go band was Chuck. Yeah, Chuck Brown was there. Okay. This was like Chuck right Brown before, experience. Yeah, like right before, he, this was like a f- couple years before he passed. So, you know, Jill okay. Scott was the closing act. Okay. So, you know, she says, thank you, you know, the standard, good night, we love you and all this stuff. I don't think the lights went off, but she said, thank you, good night. So... <laughs> We thinking it's over. So we walk into the car and then we hear her, we hear her fire back up, her and Chuck Brown. I'm like, man. Oh, you got mad at her? There was some hesitation when you, you said, wait, she was supposed to tell you. She was supposed to let you know. <laughs> I was like, because it's like, wait a minute, you told us good night. Like, what you doing? But she, but I mean, look, she she gave look again. She gave an amazing performance. She was up there for a long time, so it wasn't that. It was just, oh man, when you say good night, I learned my lesson. I'm like, yeah, was... tell them lights go. <laughs> okay, okay. You know, come on, James. You know, you know. Yeah, that, I was a I we I was a rookie concert goer at the time, so <laughs> I didn't know. I thought. <laughs> I thought when they said good night, it meant good night, but the lights were still on. So I said, okay, mm-hmm. so now I know we have to wait for the lights to go off. That's right. That's right. And that means the performance is over. So that's too funny. I'm going to talk about your podcast again because we, we kind of spoke on it, but now I want to go more in depth. Okay. The, the podcast is, is actually it's an amazing podcast and it's called Conversations Inside the Music. What made you start it? Wow. First of all, thank you for that compliment. I, I really and truly do appreciate that. I um I wanted, um, I had the desire to do a podcast because I was thinking about, I, I'm, I'm, I always stay in my cave. I'm always, I always, I've always felt like I was, you know, the oddball in every situation. <laughs> I really, really, like one of these kids, I am she. Okay. And <laughs> I have always felt like that, that, that kid. And, um, <clears throat> excuse me. And I thought about doing a podcast. I said, this is something that I want to do, but then I talked myself out of it. Like I, I went all in with all my ideas and how I wanted it to be and everything. And then I completely talked myself out of it. And I kept hearing it. People, friends of mine kept saying, you should do a podcast. You should do it. And it just came at one point, like, wait, what? Did you, how did you know I was thinking about that? But the idea came because I thought, you know, I have a, I have a lot of great, um, I have a lot of great relationships and, and um, with, with individuals in the industry. And we talk about life when, when we're just talking with one another, we just talk about life. We don't talk about, you know, 
what we do or, or, uh, or work. I hate to call it work because it is such a gift, but we don't talk about what we do. Mm-hmm. We just talk about life. Like, hey, how the kids are, how, you know. Everybody knows that Chloe is my fur child. I don't have any human children. So, so everybody says, well, how's Chloe? You know, so we talk about everything that we don't post on social media. <laughs> and, you know, so I thought it would be a good idea to just share some intimate conversations, just talk about some things. And, and um, that was from where the idea came. Do you, do you have... Um... Do you do you ever be apprehensive about reaching out to people to be on a podcast or absolutely? <laughs> because wait, wait, first of all, I am that person that I don't I'm not really I don't really reach out. I'm I'm you know I'm always in my bubble in my cave. And when I I again I had to I talked myself out of it twice before I started doing it. And then the day that I started making phone calls, I said, okay, so all right, I'm going to start a podcast and blah, 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 blah. And everybody said, Oh, cool. All right. So you want to do it now? And I was like, What what wait, no, no, I was just I was just calling to to, to see if you would do it. You know, you know. But everybody said, Well, you don't call me, so I thought, you know. They thought they was. They thought you were. They thought they were your first guest, huh? Right. They, yes. Yes. So it's like, oh. So I'm. I'm. I am extremely, extremely grateful that you know they are all um, obliging me. <laughs> yeah, because it's it's like you've had. I looked at the. I've listened to two so far. Um, I think you got have what five? Am I? Am I right? Yes. Yes. Okay. I know I know most of the guest list. Um, of course, I had to listen to the one with Jill Scott. That yeah. was, <laughs> that was <laughs> that wasn't even an option. So when I looked when, when I saw the playlist, I was like, wait a minute, hold on. She got Jill Scott, 19 years. That's enough for me. I'll listen. <laughs> yeah. Wait, you know what? It was it was funny because we talked longer, but I that was what I kept because we were having we actually she was walking around, she was moving around. So we were having like some connection issues, but we were just chitting and chatting and the rest of the conversation was us kikiing. And I said, okay, I can't. we were just kikiing too much. So I said, it okay. was actually, it was actually some um, interesting um, conversation that came out of it. Just like her, her um, responses. I'm not going to go too much into it because this podcast is about you, but okay, okay. <laughs> it, was, it was interesting. Like, I thought you did a great job. Just, you know, you. the question is, I mean, because you could tell that you guys have a great rapport, but, you know, sometimes it's, it's hard. It's just being a podcast myself. Sometimes it's hard when you know a person because I could tell you guys know each other. You have a relationship. So sometimes, sometimes it's hard to make that conversation come across genuine on a podcast. I'm- that makes sense. That makes so much sense. And I did think about that. I did. I, I thought about that because I said, you know, like I said, she and I are used to kikiing and, and and talking about, you know, everything and absolutely nothing. And I wanted the podcast to be interesting, you know, of interest to those who would listen. So that was a thought that occurred to me. Like, okay. And it was. It was, let's be clear, it was definitely was interesting. It was definitely interesting. I was just saying that was, I framed it that way because I know how it can be when you know a person, you know, you know them, you know, you kind of like know how they're going to answer the question. Mm-hmm. But what you she, have what? to take yourself out of it. She, wait, I had to laugh because she caught me off guard when she was talking about what she was cooking. I said, come again. I said, wait, what? (laughs) What is that? What are you making? (laughs) Yeah, well, look, I'm a fan, but I'm not that much of a fan. When she's talking about what she was cooking, I'm not that much of a fan. <laughs> you know, she caught me off guard because we never ate that on the road. You know, I was like, wait, what 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 is that? Now what how do you what come again? Now <laughs> tell me what yeah, that was a, what is that? that? Was a weird dish. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she made me laugh. We're like, not even going to discuss the dish. I want the <laughs> listeners to go check the podcast. <laughs> They they'll listen to it for themselves. Oh, but the one with the one with uh Gerald, that one again, I talk about that one because that one was special because 
you rarely get the opportunity to hear two people having a conversation about something they're both passionate about. You know what I mean? I agree with that. I, I felt, honestly, again, I cannot stress enough just how special a human being he is. Gerald is like family to me. And he, and, and, and not just him though, him, his wife, his kids, his two daughters, they like, they're, they're all family to me. And like I was saying, when you see him perform, he transforms. He really does. He plays, I mean, his choices are amazing and incredible. And you're, and you, as you watch him, you say, how is, where, what, what, you know, they're like, you <laughs> You don't understand from, you know, from where this is coming. But then you talk to him and he's such a, um, a centered and mild-mannered human being. You know, he's, it, it, it's really like, I love the conversations we have because I always feel like he leaves me with a gem, you know, some gem of information that, that I will keep forever. Yeah. He he's always always. He he definitely was a he definitely was a bro, like not was because he's still alive. Thank God. Mm -hmm. He's he's a very brilliant man. Like I listened to that podcast, I was very interested. Just his stories about um, stage and Grover mm. Grover Washington, right? Grover Washington. Yes, he talked about Grover Washington Jr. He talked about Hugh Masekela. He talked. About, I mean, there was so much that he shared. Yeah, he, he shared a lot. He, he took did. you to a different space listening to it. It was he really did. good, and you did I a great job letting him tell the story. Thank you. I listen. I told you I love receiving. You know, what it, whenever whenever I talk with Gerald, there's always something. There is always something, you know. Like I said to him, I was trying to put together. I was doing a little research prior to, and you know, and I know him, know the family. But then I was reading, and I said, "Wait a minute, I, I didn't know that." You know, I didn't know that. So, <laughs> so, so it shifted, you know, my entire thought process prior to interviewing him. I wanted to know more about the stuff I had read, and you know, yeah. and um, the story that he shared about Grover Washington Jr. gave me, oh, it just gave me so much warmth because I did not, I did not know Grover, um, I did not know Grover well, you know, and that, I thought that that story was phenomenal. That was an amazing story. Right? Just I mean, the I, fact I, that he, that he's, that he had enough humility to listen to everybody's work. Everybody's, I can tell you, and, and I felt so badly, Gerald and I talked about it later, I felt so badly, you know, even, we even said so when we were talking in that conversation about how after a show, after, okay, so after we've done, after we've had sound check, after we've had the show, possibly a two hour show, and then have done a meet and greet, the last thing we want to do, okay? <laughs> the last thing and i'm going to be honest because i would usually be the first person on the bus so i'm <laughs> the last thing you want to do is actually listen to some more music because you're trying to regroup at that point and come down like you know your adrenaline is really pumping and you're trying to you know get ready to come down <laughs> and he would he would listen to everybody's i that right there Oh my goodness. But that taught me something. That yeah. taught me something about humility. Was is there someone that 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 you came to realize heard your music and you, and and you was like, "Wow, I can't believe they're familiar with my work?" Well, yes. Oh my goodness. So, well, two people actually. Um Prince was one of them. Wow. And and um the Obamas. So, I I um I was a feature on Anthony Hamilton's song, Float. And when uh, my forever president, Barack Obama, <laughs> said, you know, when he, when he talked about his favorites, that the playlist that he was listening to at that time, Float was on it. So I said, oh! <laughs> so it was not, my, you know, it was not my song. It was Anthony's, but he was familiar with my voice because I'm on the song Float. I'm on Anthony's, Anthony Hamilton's song Float. Now I have to go back and listen to it. Okay. 
Because I, 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 I like his music. I think I think he has a great like he has one of the most unique voices. Like doesn't he? Yeah, mm-hmm. it's 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 something when you can like when you could turn on a, a person's song and like okay that's such and such. Like he it, has that voice. He does it so distinct. I love it. I love it. I love it. And I had fun doing that song. It was. It, Did I, you I, not I so write it or? No, 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 no. It was another. It was another one of those. I was at the studio working that night, and he was in the. In, he was in the A room. I was in the B room, <laughs> and uh, he was working with June Jun, Junius Burvine. Um, and uh, they asked me to uh, to be on this song. I was like, Yeah, sure. So he Did had his idea. I have not. You gotta oh, watch it. I do, I do. You're right about that. It's it's one of the better ones. Him. Um you first of all, do you watch Tiny Desk? I, I will not say that I watch it regularly, but I have seen a few people's Tiny Desk episodes. So yes, the short answer is yes. <laughs> it's it's if you if you get a minute, look, we locked down, so we, we got time. <laughs> One day you should just go through, just look up YouTube and just look up Tiny Desk. There's a there's some really good performers on there. Um, oh, I just I'll watched uh, Snow Allegra. I watched I Snow Allegra and I love her. Who? Who is it? Snow Snow Allegra. I'm not familiar with her. <gasps> <laughs> oh my goodness she has the song i want you around oh 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 okay yeah, okay yeah, okay yeah i don't I, know, I didn't know her name but i know that song though <laughs> well, got, i don't know some people may say snow allegra i'm not sure but yeah, i, I listen to a lot of heart and soul but sometimes i don't get to see who the artist was okay okay and, and now that i'm not in the car as much it's <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's the only way you know who sang the song. Just. Listen, I always tell everybody the car is the office. The car is, the, you know, you do everything in the car. Yeah. So now, yeah, you, like you, you got to check out the the tiny desk. Uh, I'm trying to think of that group. It's uh, oh man, um, I want to say their name is the Shifters. The Shifters, huh? Wait a minute. I, I got my phone right here. Hold on. Because cause one day, you know how YouTube just keeps rolling. And um, and I was like, well, it, it, me and my wife was watching something. And it just it just kept playing. And then one day I was like, oh, I, I, didn't, I couldn't find a remote, so I had to watch it. <laughs> so <laughs> I was like, you know what? That's, not, that's their name, The Sufferers. Oh, the oh, like the sufferers, huh? Yeah, they have a really good one. Them, the internet. You heard of the internet, right? <laughs> yes, yes. Oh, okay. I love the internet. <laughs> okay, just make sure. <laughs> <laughs> all of them was on tiny. I've never heard of them until Tiny Desk. So I had to wait. I had to send myself a message. The sufferers, yeah. because you would have, you planted the seed. I would have been lift, listen, listening or looking for the shifters. <laughs> I know. Yeah, let me plant the seed again. It's called the sufferers. <laughs> the sufferers. I just texted myself. <laughs> <laughs> You'd have been looking forever. No, it's, yes, it's the sufferers. The sufferers. Now I'm gonna close out my interview with the way you close out yours. You always ask. Um, who's on Who's on your radar? So I'm going to ask you, who's on your radar? Oh, my goodness. You did not. Oh, my goodness. You know, what? That, what's so funny is that uh, because I've been doing these interviews, I have people now that I've been listening to because they... <laughs> Because everybody has told me who's on their radar. So now I'm checking people out and, and they are now on my radar. Everybody that, that and there were three people that the Baylors um, recommended. Jameson Ross was one of them. One of, And I'm familiar with Jameson. I love, love Jameson Ross. So I will say I'm still... I'm still stuck on Jameson right now, but I've been listening to all of the people that my guests have recommended. <laughs> and I'm stuck on Jameson right now. Jameson Ross. Oh, if you, I don't know. Are you familiar? I'm not with Jameson Ross. I'm not. Oh, heavens to Mercatroy. Okay, listen. <laughs> listen. So he has two projects. I suggest you start with the first one. 
it's it's a guy, right? It's yes. Like Jameson yes. Ross. I'm gonna put Jameson it on my Jameson Ross. Oh, Jameson Ross. Oh, I I love his music. And we were actually we did a show together in uh, Maryland uh, at Bethesda. Um, he and I, and it was oh, I was in heaven because I got to hear him. Oh, he performed. He performed in Bethesda. He did. He did. Oh, I think I know what club you're talking about, but I've, mm-hmm. I haven't been there in a while and I can't remember it. You yeah, serve food there. stuff, right? They do. They sure do. Yep, it's a supper club. Did they say that? Wait, that's what it's called, right? It, no, 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 no. That's not but, what it's called. No, but that's the blues and... But, yeah, but that's the blue jazz. Actually, you jazz know what's crazy? Like, they got two of them. Do they? Yeah. It's, it's like, well, I think one of them is... They're like very close. They're not... Like they're, I believe they have two different venues, like within five miles. But I could be wrong. I haven't been home in a while, and I'm, I'm starting to, <laughs> I'm starting to forget about home. <laughs> well, listen, I feel I feel better because I forgot my first project. So I, I should not say that I forgot the order of the songs on my first project. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna put somebody else on your radar. Okay. Her name is Jasmine Battle. Jasmine Battle. Okay, wait, let me text that to myself. Wait. Her album now her album comes out. Her single is available, but her album comes out on August the 8th. She has an amazing voice. We did a podcast together and she actually did something nobody's done on my podcast. She actually sang live. So, yes. Yeah, oh, I love it. No, she really can sing. So <laughs> I know that's right. I know that's right. I, I love it. That, so but she's she's an amazing she has an amazing voice so if you get a chance check her out i will do so i most certainly will do so i love it i love um being exposed to new projects and new music and new artists i love it yeah i want to take this time to thank it's truly been an honor and a pleasure talking with you um, this has been a great experience for me and it's, it's been a great, I, I really appreciate you calling out the time to do this. No, are you kidding me? I appreciate the invitation. This is cool. This is really cool. <laughs> it's hey. really cool. Well, hopefully one time we'll get to do it again. It'll, it'll definitely be a pleasure. No, no, no. We're going to claim that. We're going to own it. So oh. when we do it again, <laughs> that's okay, we're, yeah, we're, going, to yeah. we're yeah. going to do it again. Come on. I, look, I will volunteer for your platform, but nah. <laughs> your platform, for, your platform for real, real musicians. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. As a matter of fact, so the podcast itself, so the way I position it is that um, it's it's conversations with those who have a connection to the music industry. So you could be a writer, you could be a tech, you could be you, you could be anyone who has a, a connection because the conversations are real. It's not just about it's not just about music. I mean, and I should say that too because I haven't really really talked a lot about. The, you know, the substance of the podcast. It just so happens that I started it with musicians, but be- because, you know, I wanted to um, garner some interest, but um, where it lies, where it lies for me, the root of it is that these are real conversations. And and oh, this is, okay. this is with anybody who has a connection to the industry. Yeah, we, yeah, we, we're talking about. I don't have a connection to the industry. <laughs> yes, you do. Yes, you do. <laughs> okay, well, look, let's look. I'm gonna go ahead and claim it there. That's it, right. You know, I'm gonna go ahead and look. I'm gonna throw my hat in there. I would love to be on your show. I thought it was. It's an excellent show. Like, I, that's one of the first. That's one of the few podcasts. I'm like, okay. Like, I subscribe to a lot of them, but that was one I was like, okay, let me listen to the next one. And after I listened to the one with Gerald. I wanted to listen to the one with Jazzy Jeff, but I was like, I got to get ready for my own podcast. And sometimes <laughs> I don't want to listen to the person too much because then I may become like over consumed with them. So I was like, okay, I know okay. what I want to talk to her. And like I formed our conversation off the one with Gerald because you guys were hitting on some great points. And I was like, okay, I would like to hear what she has to say about those. So I was He's like, okay, I, got, oh. I got what I needed from Gerald. Thanks, Gerald. <laughs> and he, ju- he just celebrated a birthday, a milestone birthday. How old is he? He's 65. 
Tell that brother happy birthday. Yes, I will. Isn't that amazing? That's yeah, amazing. That's a blessing. That's it is. Yeah. That is a huge blessing. That's I a hope huge he, blessing. I know it's the quarantine, but I hope he he found a means to enjoy his birthday. I would, well, actually, I talked with his daughter earlier today, and and uh, she said that they had a great time. <laughs> That's great. That's great. Let's let me make. Oh, I can't leave. I can't end it without people knowing how they could follow you. Okay, well, I am on Instagram at Carol underscore Riddick um, and also at Conversations Inside the Music. Um, I'm on Facebook as well, Carol Riddick dot vocalist, I think it is. <laughs> I don't even know that's sad. That's so sad. And Twitter, I'm on Carol underscore Riddick, but you can find me if you look for Carol Riddick. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not too hard to find, but not Carol Riddick. <laughs> Again, thank you for joining me. It, it truly has been an honor and pleasure having this conversation with you. Thank you for the opportunity to have it. I appreciate it. And please tell your wife I said thank you for the introduction. <laughs> I will. I'll make sure to tell her. <laughs> okay. All right. I want to thank everyone for supporting the podcast and listening. Thank you all. You have a great day.